Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you one delightful page of Talmud every day. We are on the eve of Shavuos, that most joyous holiday, celebrating the receiving of the greatest gift known to man, the Torah. And what better way to celebrate than with an absolutely gorgeous bit of Talmud? Have a listen. The Gemara explains, perhaps he resolved to transfer these 100 dinars to him only with a deed of transfer. And a deed of transfer of property is not written after the death of the owner. This shows that other documents are also not written after one's death, which means that this halacha is not specific to bills of divorce and bills of manumission. Therefore, it is not listed among the ways in which these two documents are similar. The Gemara raises another difficulty. But isn't there the halacha that both bills of divorce and bills of manumission must be written for her sake, i.e. for the sake of the particular woman or slave to whom they are given? Why isn't this halacha included in the list? This discussion of whether or not the bill of divorce has to be written lishma for her sake, the Hebrew is for her name, for the very specific woman you intend to divorce, is something that we have seen before in Tractate Kitin, but it bears special meaning on the eve of Shavuot. And here to enlighten us, as always, our one and only, our teacher and our friend, Rabbi David Beshevkin, how are you, my friend? Liel, what an absolute joy, and there's a special privilege to be talking about Talmud and Tractate Gittin, specifically on the eve of Shavuos, the holiday that we celebrate when we actually receive the Torah. And it's very curious that the entire opening to Tractate Gittin is enamored with this notion of lishma that the get, the bill of divorce, needs to be written with a certain intentionality that is different than what we find by other mitzvos, by other commandments, where we have this notion of kavana, where you just have to be like awake and purposeful in what you're doing. Lishma is actually very different. It doesn't mean that you kind of close your eyes and you sway back and forth and you know that you're involved in it. It means that this divorce document was specifically written for one person person and one person alone. And this is a requirement that does not exist in other types of legal documents that we have and discuss in our tractate and within the entire corpus of halacha. And the reason is because there is a very real distinction when we think about Jewish law between consumerism and a covenant. When we think of a consumer, a consumer doesn't really need a specific, you know, the car that was for me, the home that was specifically built with me in mind. We make it ours, we we find things that we love about it, but it doesn't require that type of specificity that this was specifically for me. And that is in direct contrast to covenantal relationships. A covenantal relationship, like a relationship with a spouse within a marriage, requires a certain specificity that it is you alone that I want to create and build this life with. It is only you that I could create this life with. You don't look at your car the same way. You don't look at your home the same way. Because the difference between a covenantal relationship is that it only exists following the commitment. It's only after you say, I do, I want to build my life around you, that that collective life 
now exists between spouses. And I think there's something very moving in how this notion of lishma, the specificity, it has to be you and in a covenantal relationship, whether or not it is a marriage or divorce, there is something very unique and specific that is only through you that this can either be built or, God forbid, unwound, like in the case of our tractate. And I think there's a very moving parallel between what we find in the tractate Gittin and Lishma and what we find the notion of Lishma specifically around the holiday of Shavuot and Torah. Because we are told that Torah needs to be studied Lishma. What would it mean that you need to study Torah Lishma for the sake? For the sake of whom? So on a very basic level, you could say that when we talk about studying Torah Lishma for the sake, one may say that you do it for the right reason. Some people may study Torah to look egotistical, to sound smart, to call out the rabbi for all sorts of mischievous reasons, and that's obviously not the right reason to study Torah. One may even take a level higher and say that we study Torah Lishma for the sake of God, and we have to realize that there is a commandedness, there is an ongoing dialogue that we have as the recipients of the Torah. But I actually think the model that is most moving when you think about studying Torah Lishma for the sake is the model that derives from our tractate. And that is, we study Torah Lishma, it is for our sake, it is uniquely for us. Us, and even more so, it was uniquely for you, for myself. And finding your own life, your own resonance, your own narrative within the Torah, and plumbing the depths of the Torah and realize that the giving of the Torah was for you, specifically for you, for your own life to reflect and find meaning and purpose in your own life is really in many ways the highest and most noble notion of Lishma, the same Lishma that we find in our tractate, that this document has to be written for a specific person in a specific place at a specific time. And I think that on Shavuos night, when we open up our Torah, we should think of that Lishma, that this was given to a specific person in a specific place in a specific time. And that time is now, and that place is here, and that person is all of us. Ah, Rabbi Bashevkin, what a way to kick off the holiday. Thank you as ever for being our guest. My absolute pleasure and a happy and uplifting Shavuos to all. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you're going to enjoy our brand new Take One newsletter even more. Each week, you'll get an extra shot of Talmudic wisdom straight to your inbox. And for those who sign up before Tractate Gittin ends, we'll be raffling off some Take One swag. So make sure to subscribe at tabletm.ag slash Take One Newsletter. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And you could get your Take One t-shirts, mugs, and other amazing form of swag at tabletstudios.com. 
Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruske, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramuccia, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.